dancing to my door Last night a little angel came pumping on the floor He said, come baby, you've got a license for love And if it expires, pray help from above All right, guys, what's going on? Uh, that is Allison from KFT's listed favorite workout song. So I thought we'd get a little bit juiced up to start today, give you one minute of Billy Joel straight to the face to get going. I hope you guys cranked that up and didn't skip past it. If you guys are anything like me, when I get going on a good tune and I hear like a good hard rock song, something in the morning, it's amazing how much it can kind of get your juices flowing, wake you up and get you kind of excited to go about the day. And that is what that did for me today. So hopefully it did the same for you guys. This one's going to be fun. Allison is probably the person that I knew the least or know the least before we started doing the interview with her. And that was kind of an exciting prospect for me to get outside of my own comfort zone with somebody where I knew a lot of the answers to my questions and instead have somebody come in where maybe I didn't know any of the answers to their questions. So the reason that I wanted her to come on is... If you guys don't know, I am huge into the entrepreneurial spirit and I am constantly trying to push people to quit their jobs and follow their passions and find something new and generally just get out of that bubble that we live in of a steady paycheck that feels so comfortable and, you know, allows us to constantly be trying to purchase things that we really want but we don't really need and really just thinking critically about that for a second. And I hope that today kind of shows you that you don't have to start huge. You don't have to quit your job right away. You don't have to go all in. You can, it can be a progression. It can be something that you start small with. And that's what Allison did is she started with a project just doing stuff for her daughter. And now it's turned into an international brand that you can see all over the place. It's an incredible product that the women in my life that all uh, enjoy wearing and promoting and supporting her. And so it's it's been fun to be able to watch and now she's diving into some guys stuff, which is really exciting for me. I love, love, love supporting small businesses and supporting people who have done these types of things so much more than corporate companies or people that are, you know, hundreds of millions of dollars or billion dollar industries. Uh, you know, I know the struggles that small businesses go through and the fact that I can give money directly to that and there's not a lot of corporate overhead. I'm not paying for HR departments and legal departments and all that other crap. I'm just paying to put food directly on a family's plate for a person that I like. And so that's been, for me, one of the biggest driving forces. And one of the things that I'm most thankful about for starting my own small business is having a clearer understanding of who I support financially and where I vote with my dollars. So I hope if you guys are listening to this and you maybe have something a little bit on the side that really piques your interest, something that you would maybe want to dive a little bit deeper into, don't be afraid to try it. Don't be afraid to start asking questions. That's what I've been doing lately. Thank you, Justin and Hillary. But have conversations. Lean on your relationships. Ask questions. Be inquisitive. Get the information. Be a person of action. Be somebody who took the care to go out and start to learn and then try and you will fail and accept that. And then if you still try and fail and you still want to do it and you still want to keep going, then you probably have something that's truly a passion and that you can pursue professionally for the long haul. Then you quit your job and then you move on and start the entrepreneurial lifestyle. So hopefully you guys like this. And this will be a little bit of a series. We are going to do a few entrepreneurs in a row for these Sunday chats. And hopefully you guys enjoy getting to know somebody different, somebody outside of our community just a little bit. She's pretty involved with our community, and you'll see why. Enjoy. All right, guys, what's going on? Today we are here with Allison from KFT, and she's going to talk a little bit about her life in CrossFit, her life outside of CrossFit, and, of course, 
KFT, her company. So, Allison, go ahead and do a little intro. Tell us about yourself just a little bit, your personal life, kind of what you do for work outside of KFT, and then we'll dive in. Uh, hi, thanks for having me. Yeah. Uh, I'm Allison, and I own KFT. Uh, I, let's see, uh, outside of KFT, I do educational consulting for the city of Columbus. Nice. Um, and uh, yeah, I've been doing KFT, at, I guess. For about four years now, so yeah, I mean that's that's me. I'm married. I have a daughter and I have a stepson. So nice. How old's your daughter? She is. She just turned eight. So just turned eight. Nice. Yeah. Cool. So get into kind of like that fun where you can have like a conversation a little bit and have a little bit more <laughs> like understanding of you know rights yeah, and wrongs. She's uh, eight going on eighteen. For yeah, now. for sure. Right? <laughs> I was gonna say I think it happens faster now yeah, than it ever has. Yeah, it does. I'll, like, she's she's been her own person for most of her life but yeah it's definitely evolving a little bit more so. yeah. yeah and you've always struck me as a pretty independent woman so do you feel like she's sort of like <laughs> a mirror image of, of you yeah she uh she is uh, she's uh, she's a lot of my personality a lot um my husband and i are both very stubborn people yeah uh and i think we probably maybe should have thought about what that was gonna create yeah. uh, <laughs> when we had her but uh yeah she's uh she's a product of both of us but yeah she's incredibly independent so. nice very cool yeah that's good and then uh how long have you been married uh, we just celebrated our 10 year anniversary. Nice. Awesome. Congratulations. Yeah. Very cool. Thank you. And so you've been doing KFT for four years and before that, were you doing CrossFit stuff before that? And tell me a little bit about your CrossFit background. Uh, well, uh, I started CrossFit, I think about five and a half years ago. That, that feels right. Yeah. Five and a half, almost six years ago. Um, I started at CrossFit 928, um, which isn't there anymore. Um, and then, but I was living downtown. So oh, okay. um, it just, in a really weird situation, in a very random moment, yeah. I was at Starbucks on Christmas Eve and Brandon and Kate, who on Grandview were at Starbucks as well. And I was with my daughter and I saw like their like nanos and their gear and I heard them talk about okay well we're gonna go to the gym now and I was like where is this CrossFit gym that's near here and closer to my house yeah uh, yeah I was gonna say because next it's not close it's to downtown it's not close at all. to downtown at all yeah. so um I was making a little bit of a commute for that um and it was great it was a really great place to start um but so I just kind of creeped on them and Brandon was like, you should come over and you can work out and bring your daughter. And so I, I went and that day and I took a tour nice. um, and then I worked out, I think like the two days after Christmas there did like an introductory workout and I was like, oh, this will be great. It's right by my house. Yeah. So I've been there since then. And they had probably, they'd probably recently moved to Grandview at that point. Yeah. 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 I think I came like at a sort of a transition time. So. Yeah. So, nice. Very cool. And yeah. so you've been doing CrossFit there ever since. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Very cool. Awesome. Yeah. So what, um, when you kind of started to dive in, you were working as a contractor for the Columbus school system at that time too, when you were no. doing CrossFit? Okay. Um, when, so, so I guess to kind of backtrack a little bit, how KFT came to be is probably appropriate now. Um, so I was working at Ohio State in research, yeah. to, um, working at a educational research lab there. Nice. And which is like the easiest way to describe it. Um, and I was doing educational research. And my daughter, when she was born, I really got into shopping. <laughs> um, and I was having a lot of things custom made for her, like on Etsy and things like that. Yeah. Um, and because my husband is a private pilot and we... Oh, flying was a huge part of our life, and so I had a lot of things that were made about with travel, like travel dresses and airplanes and things like that, and people really would ask me where they came from, yeah. and I was constantly sending business to other people. Um, so I started, so my husband was like, you know, and he's a very, like, he's very 
entrepreneurial and self-motivated and very interested in how can how can we make a business for ourselves yeah. out of anything so yeah. which was not something that is my background at all but yeah. so he saw me shopping and me sending business to other people and was like hey you know i think you obviously have you know something going here maybe you should consider making a business for yourself so I actually started making children's dresses uh, or girls' dresses and had a kids' clothing company called Kids Fly Too. Nice. That's like, that's <laughs> uh, awesome. Yeah, so that's kind of – people always ask me where KFT came from. Um, so if you abbreviate Kids Fly Too, it's KFT. That's awesome. Uh, yeah, so <clears throat> my daughter – I've always wondered that. So yeah, that well, nice. we are unveiling the, unveiling the secrets. Yeah. Um, so my daughter was – uh, I think about one at the time and I, it was really small just an online thing and I was opening I, I did that on the side while I was working at OSU um, and then I opened I, there in Powell actually for a year I opened a small boutique there I left my job at OSU um, for a short period of time to do that and I realized that everyone has a dream of owning a boutique but um Nobody realizes that if you own a boutique, you have to be at the boutique. Yep. Um, so that was not for me. Um, so yeah, the brick and the brick and mortar stuff mortar, comes with its own yeah, uh, challenges. It comes with its own challenges. It was a good like check off the bucket list type yep. situation. Um, so around that time, uh, so my daughter. Uh, Sorry, it's no, a, a weird noise. Yeah, it's a little space heater. <laughs> um, so, so uh, anyways, I had this boutique, and then uh, as my daughter got older, she started snowboarding when she was two. Uh, we put her on my husband's a big snowboarder, so we put her on a snowboard when she was two, and that as she's gotten older, she became more and more into. Um, snowboarding, skateboarding, all things active. And if you recall, I said it was a children's or girls dress company. Um, and my daughter started to refuse to wear the dresses. Um, and snowboarders independency. Yeah. yeah. It just, uh, it wasn't, it wasn't clicking with her anymore. And I realized that it wasn't super fun to do it anymore. Um, and I was still doing it. Um, but I real, I was getting into CrossFit and I thought one day, well, I know how to have dresses made. I know how to have these things made. I kind of I'm, don't want to spend a million dollars on a sports bra at Lulu that I don't totally love. Yeah. Uh, why not try and make one for myself? So using the skills and information on how to have things manufactured from the clothing company for um, I had a sports bra made for myself and a lot of people really liked it. Um, people saw it at the gym, they liked it and I thought, Hey, why not try this as a spinoff and just, you know, not really big, just kind of small and keep the dress company in the side and just kind of see what happens. And I had also gone back to working at OSU there because I, I can't resist doing that kind of work because I really enjoy it. Um, so then over time, KFT started to grow. Um, I, I didn't, it was abbreviated KFT because I already owned the LLC or yeah. had the LLC for Kids Lie Too, which is easy. Yep. And it's funny because a couple of people thought that it stand, a lot of people have assumed that it stood for CrossFit with a K. Okay. And, and it's funny when you stare at something for so long, you don't necessarily see what's right in front of your face. Yeah. And that never occurred to me. And yeah. I saw it and I was like, oh my God, that's perfect. Yeah. So I'm going to leave it. So um, that's, not what it stands for, but <laughs> it works. So yeah. well, I think it's fascinating. So it's cool <laughs> to see that your your daughter has driven so much. Uh, yeah. Just you know, not only entrepreneurial spirit, but creativity. Yeah, and oh, sure. uh, and has kind of gotten you in that boat. Like you've sort of been reactive with her lifestyle, and her lifestyle changes a little bit too. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's kind of where your passion goes. So I think that's really cool. Yeah. Um, you had said your husband was you know is is really entrepreneurial. Do you feel mm-hmm. like that? support that like that almost push was (laughs) something that like was you know was really like needed for you at the time like do you feel like you would have been you know as successful or even been willing to try it had you had you not been as supportive I mean without Josh like I I mean I would not be 
I would not do what I do um, without him um, and his sort of drive and push and questioning sometimes like I said we're very stubborn so I mean we often butt heads about how things should be but he has uh, his family have had several like self-made businesses that have gone really well so without him I would not have and interestingly enough, I would not have done, I wouldn't have started CrossFit without him either. So I have to give him credit for that. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, I mean, he got me started. He, I was working out in the basement of our house after I had Sloan. And uh, I think he saw that I was sort of miserable because before her, I was teaching at Lifetime and I was really busy there and yeah. I loved it. But after I had her, I just didn't have the time to spend like two hours a day doing my like back and chest split (laughs) I just just didn't have time for that anymore so he uh, got our membership at 928 and then he realized it was way more my thing not his and then said we'll see you later and went back to working out in the basement which is good for him yeah yeah so So he still works out in the basement oh yeah he's 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 a, he's happy with that. Yeah, and that that works out well for him. Yeah, I think sometimes the the gym separation, it's like it, there's it's it's either or the the couples who do really well in the same gym, in the same atmosphere, with the same workout style and stuff. I feel like are more few and far between than the yeah the, the, the separation. So <laughs> yeah, we do um, well. Yeah, I think that's uh, it, so the support and the the entrepreneurial spirit in the background and um, having people in your life who I think who have been successful already do it I think just helps so much with confidence and trust and support and just like you had said I think being okay with failure you know if you were to have one big thing like um you know realizing like okay brick and mortar not for me yeah let's let's move (laughs) on (laughs) let's let's see what else is available and you know you're actually you know the second person we've had on this podcast now that started with kind of like Etsy as as its own like kind of starting or jumping off point for um, starting kind of your own thing. So tell me a little bit about that because I'm not super familiar with Etsy. And Etsy now I feel like maybe isn't quite as big as it was back in, you know, maybe 2010, yeah. 12, 14. Well, well, I didn't actually – I never sold anything on Etsy. Okay. I was just purchasing a lot. Okay. Like a, I cannot say this enough. A lot of items <laughs> from Etsy. It was becoming a problem. And yeah. I was sending tons of people to Etsy. Okay. Um, and I, the woman who eventually started making the dresses for me, um, in the beginning I met on Etsy and okay. that's how we connected. So nice. that, so I don't, I started with my own website from, yeah. from the get go. Nice. So. And I was perusing your website. It's a very cool website. Thank I you. think you guys have done a great job. The, the it's very, uh, it's very colorful. It's fun. It looks like it's, uh. It's, I don't know, it's very appealing uh, visually, which as a person who has um, played a lot with many different websites and many different website forms, I really appreciate. So I think it's really cool. Um, so now let's kind of get into a little bit of the progression. So you guys started with bras mm-hmm. and you guys have some awesome bras. Like I, I know uh, when we went to regionals and uh, I think Maria's got her first couple KFT bras for regionals that yep. year. Mm-hmm. And she was, I mean... I think like she looked hot in them and, and like, and just really liked them. Uh, yeah. And so I think ever since then, you know, I've always been like, you know, that's, that's pretty, it's cool to see cause Lulu is such a big company yeah. and they're, they have such like a, you know, they're, they're on the stock exchange and so on. And yeah. so, um, so it's always just like, okay, well, yeah, but I thought it was so cool that like, that was like made by a local Columbus woman. I'm such a supporter of that. And so, you know, then Jenny started to talk to me a little bit more and, and was like, you know, like we could sell those in the gym. I'm like, yeah, absolutely. Like I would love to do that um, because I do think they're very visually appealing. They make women look very um, sexy, I guess, for lack of a better way to put it. Um, but they're also, you know, I think you put a lot of work into also hearing feedback and making them a little bit more performance driven also. Mm-hmm. And so tell me a little bit about the progression of the bras and then we'll talk a little bit about kind of what else you guys have done and where you're going in the future. Um, so when I started making them, um, I started with like a pattern that a factory had available, um, just like the, and I, with a print that I had found. So they, it was my print, their bra style. And then I started, you know, and then I started with, trying to think of the word words are hard um, <laughs> so I started with a, a pattern that was available with a print that I had found 
Um, and one of the things that is really important to me is I want something that stands out. I want something that is going to, someone's going to open their drawer or see, see a bra on a, in a photo and say, I want that. Like, that's what I want. Yeah. And so for me, uh, the prints and being visually interesting is very important to me. Yeah. Um, so that's why I started the way that I did. And then I... I was connected with to Jenny. I'd never I never met her before I started KFT um, by uh, Mike Murphy, the photographer. Um, he was like, you know, I really think because he goes to Grandview, he's like, I really think that you should connect with with Jenny and um, let me introduce you. And then I met her and we clicked instantly. Um, I'm incredibly grateful for meeting her. She is very has a, a huge. I credit her for a lot of the success for KFT she's become one of my best friends so very thankful for Jenny Borda um so she as you all know is a pretty opinionated person um she doesn't she's not afraid to tell you the real deal she's not afraid (laughs) to tell you how she feels so I started with bras um with the bra and a couple tank tops and she was very open with like not really feeling the tank tops and I was like well okay well I like them so we'll just see what happens and um but I did take her feedback on the bras um and then she has I don't know if you know this but some really incredible artistic skills uh (laughs) and she did a few sketches of what she thought she would like to see um and I was able to make those happen so um that's it's a big part of the progression of how the bras went from something that was already out on the market to having something a little bit different. Like uh, the bra that Maria wore to regionals um, was a totally new, that that was not something that, I, I still don't think that's the, our lighten up bra. I still don't think any other company sells anything like that. Um, yeah. And it's my favorite. I think it's really yeah. cool. Yeah. Um, and that's just, it's just kind of evolved from there. Getting feedback from Jenny was really helpful. She introduced me to a few other, um, you know, elite people who, you know, regionals and games athletes who gave me some feedback. But then I also listened to just regular people in the gym, and I think that helped kind of just grow from there. So. Yeah, I think the the we actually had this conversation yesterday in our coaches meeting um, from Jenny talking about. Um, you know, Duke and Propello and um, kind of discussing just new products and feedback and what's appropriate. Yeah. And the discussion was was very much like, look, if this person is a, a local person, if we, if we just uh, think about, you know, the three of us, right? So think about, you know, women's clothing company, supplements, and gym. It's like those are pretty saturated markets. Right. And so understanding and having real honest feedback about things is crucial because everybody for the most part is just like super nice like oh that's awesome I love it that's so cool (laughs) and like they're sort of transparent and it's like you're like okay you know so one of the things that I heard a long time ago is if you have a new idea if you have something you want to try and you ask somebody about it and they're like yeah that sounds really cool I'd be really interested in that and it's like okay your next question is I've got it right here. Do you want to buy it? Right. Yeah. And then they're like, oh, well, you know, yeah, I don't know. And like, they're kind of wishy-washy. And then it's like, that's when you're actually going to start to see what's real. But I think one of the things that Jenny really prides herself on, what she was trying to tell her coaches is like, look, if you're going to try the new product that, that Propello has out, um, be very honest with Duke about how you feel about it yeah. and tell him. And it's, you know, the same thing it sounds like that you guys were having a discussion on is be very honest and it's something that I've tried harder to be better at especially with with real entrepreneurs and it's the same thing for us it's like I I would so much rather somebody tell me very explicitly this is why I'm canceling my gym membership with you like because then it's like okay cool like I can take into account like you're right that's something we need to buckle up that's something I should fix or I intentionally made things that way and I'm sorry, that's just not what we do, right? Whatever it is. Right. Um, So it's really cool that you guys have that relationship and especially because you guys kind of, uh, you know, had just met, I think it would have been easy for you guys to not be that honest. So Yeah. I mean, one of the things it's interesting, I've had to become okay with hearing and that's, I think, something that entrepreneurs in general, just humans in general, sometimes struggle with hearing negative feedback. Like you, was, like it's hard 
you have to kind of take a step back and realize that if, if you get negative feedback, it's actually a good thing. You have, you have two choices. You can either take the feedback and improve on it, or you can say, well, that's fine that you feel that way. There's something else out there for you, and yeah. I'm not the person. So you kind of have to make a decision. And I'm at the point now with KFT where people make suggestions or there are things that they want and I'm becoming, also thanks to Jenny, more okay with being like, yeah, that's great that, you know, that's fine. I, I don't always say it this way or at all, but, you know, like that that's great, but I'm not interested in making that. Yeah. Um, I want to be visually interested uh, in all of the products that I sell. That is important to me. It is important that I like them, um, that I would wear them myself because that is what I wear. Yep. Um, there, I have an example, there have been... I've gotten a number of people who want like four and a half inch inseam shorts and I thought about making them and then I thought, you know what? They're available on the market. Yeah. That's not something I would ever wear. I don't think that I'm going to make them. That may change. I reserve the right to change, but it's, it's been a conscious choice to me to say like, yeah, I just like when my, I, when I changed from making the girls dresses, I refused to put my daughter in something that she didn't like. And I refuse to put myself in something that I don't like. Yeah. So I apologize if you really are looking for a four and a half inch shorts, um, but it's probably not going to happen because I feel suffocated. Well, and so I think it's, so you think about that, right? And, and I think there's a place in every entrepreneur's uh, life where you're a people pleaser. Yeah. And you try to go out of your way to do that yeah. stuff. Um, but then you get to a point also where you're like, okay, I've been doing this for some time now. I realize that, you know, I realize my success level and I also realize what makes me happy. And so you get to the point where it's just like, just like you said, you have to be fine with, you take that negative feedback, but you understand this is my brand and this is my business. And for me to continue to do this for three years, five years, 10 years, 20 years, it has to be something that I enjoy. It has right. to be something that's very important to me. Um, and so understanding and getting to that point, I think is, is a huge progression uh, and, and just like you said, the, the reason that I think it's so hard to take that negative feedback is it's so, it's so much more personal than people understand right. Yeah, is, you know, you go to, you know, you go to Planet Fitness or you go to Lulu and you don't like something and you tell the woman working the floor at Lulu, they could give a shit less. Like there's care. no, there's no heart in that right. for them. Even the managers of Lulu, they're yeah. just like, okay, yeah, like okay. this is corporate giving us to Somebody this. Somebody is going to buy this. Yeah, exactly. It's like, sure. Yeah. Just return it. I don't care. Yeah. Um, but when it's like something that you have, you know, put the hours, the sweat and all that work into, it's so much more personal and it is really hard sometimes I feel like to take that feedback, but that's a huge like maturity kind of gain. Yeah. And that's why I really enjoy meeting entrepreneurs, talking to entrepreneurs, supporting entrepreneurs, because it is like there's this kind of understanding where you realize that they've gotten to the point where they can take, you know, take some shit. They're a little yeah. bit more honest. <laughs> They're a little bit more upfront and they don't, don't dance around too much. Yeah. Um, so I think that that's awesome that you guys made it there. Um, so, you know, you touched a little bit on shorts, so yeah. you've moved from bras and yeah. women's shorts now seem like they're <laughs> maybe more popular than the bras. Yeah, um, it's, it's funny. Um, and I, full disclosure, um, so I, before CrossFit was an exclusive leggings person. I wore leggings to work out all the time. Again, I mean, I was teaching Pilates a lot, um, and strength classes at Lifetime, so I was in front of a group, so I didn't want to be, I was nervous about like hanging out of things, so I was really into wearing leggings and capris. Um, I actually, this is amusing, but I wore a skirt when I started doing CrossFit. Yes. That went around in oh, 2014. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Super popular. Yeah. So I Does Jenny it. know that? I don't know. This might, this might be a shock. She is going to say something about that for sure. Oh, I'm <laughs> confident. I'm confident that I will hear about the skirt. Um, but I was very uh, weird about wearing shorts for a long time. And I actually wore the Lulu speed shorts for a long time when I finally transitioned and I bought a pair. I don't even remember what made me purchase a pair. It was before KFT. I bought a pair of speed shorts and I was like, yeah, well, these are, these are comfortable. I could wear these. And I was getting really hot when I was doing CrossFit. This is absurdly warm. Um, and so I started wearing those and they were just more comfortable to me. And Jenny really kind of 
started pushing shorts because she didn't like speed shorts and I was only selling bras. So a lot of times in photos, I was, you know, I'd have like a sports bra and a tank top that I sold and then the model um, would be wearing somebody else's bottoms. And I was like, I'm tired of sending people to buy other places yep. to buy the outfit. Yep. Um, so then I started making them. Um, and then I started to wear them myself finally. It took a while, <laughs> I think probably nine months of me making shorts for me finally to start wearing my own yeah uh, just because that was not something I, it was it was just to serve a function of i want to have these shorts available so people can buy them yep. and not send them someplace else um not because i wanted to wear them um and then i sort of started wearing them and i realized i really actually love them and it's like why was i so resistant to these they're amazing yeah. um and then I also realized that you can make them in so many fun patterns and so many. Um... Yeah, I mean you've gone, you've gone like you've gone like pretty far down the deep end. They're now, crazy, <laughs> um, and so and it's funny too because I know I keep coming back to Jenny, but I can always tell when I send her a pattern that she doesn't like. She's like, "Oh, those are cute," and <laughs> she has like this response that I know is her way of letting me know that she doesn't like them, but or like. But without saying, like, what is wrong with you? <laughs> but I, but if I like something, yeah. I'm going to make it. And what I think has been amazing, and, you know, it is really cool that elite athletes wear my, work, wear my stuff, that people contact me to wear my stuff to regionals. That's awesome. Um, and it's a really, it's an amazing honor. But what makes my life is when I hear from a woman, who buys herself a pair of unicorn shorts and she says it's the first pair of shorts that she's bought and it's because she loves unicorns and she's decided fuck it i'm can i say that i'm sorry yes oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. yeah we are very explicit here. <laughs> when, yeah. when she says fuck it i'm gonna wear these shorts and they're awesome and i feel good in them yep. and like if that leads her to feel more confident in herself and her like that is amazing yep. that makes my life um and that's why i do so I make some of the crazy things and it may be like, what is wrong with her? But like, if I love something and I know that there are people out there who are like, you know what? This is what I want to wear. I, I, I've just leaned into that. Yeah. So yeah, I've gone down the deep end a little bit. I still do like some calm ones, but it's funny. They don't sell as well. Yeah. It's the crazy ones. Well, but just like you said, I mean, I think <laughs> if you're having fun with it and your audience is having fun with it, then, uh, you know, then it's, it's something it's like, you know, the, the, you think about, it, it's like buying a black pair of shorts or a white pair of shorts or blue yeah. pair of shorts. It's like, just like you said, then you're, then it's a commodity. Like you can get those at other places and you're, you know, your shorts can compete on this or that. But like, for the most part, if it's a black pair of shorts and a black pair of Lulu shorts, like they're pretty similar, but you're not going to be getting unicorns from Lulu, no, right? Like, and so you can kind of create your own little fun niche and yeah. it sounds like it's really fun for you. I have a great time. So. I, I, I posted a while, a couple weeks ago with some of our crazier prints that we have, and I said we specialize in the where did you get those shorts? Like that's what I want. Like yeah. I want people to be like, where did you get those? Like yeah. that, that you know, any you can get black shorts anywhere, yeah. um, and we sell those too, so we yeah. have them. But I think it's a good way to get people in the door of, oh, I love pandas. Oh, I love unicorns or whatever, and it gets people to just stop and take a second look. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, and that is more than anything, I think, what, like, that's when you start to know that you maybe have something that's unique. And so it's cool that you've already been that way. So you talked a little bit about, you know, regional athletes and more and more people kind of spreading. I think it's been really cool. I, I, you know, we we were trying, we were connecting through Instagram for this. Yeah. um, But, you know, I've sort of turned off some notifications and tried to be a little bit more off Instagram. But, a few years ago, especially when we were trying to compete and go to games and stuff, for some reason there's something associated with with that and and wanting to be on Instagram more. Yeah. Um, but I thought it was I, for me. I don't know why because I guess it makes sense. But like I would always like send a picture to Jane and be like, "Is this girl wearing a KFT bra?" <laughs> And she's like, well, yeah. And I'm like, but she lives in California. And she's like, yeah. And and it's like you've gone. I mean, fully. Like you're all over the place now. Yeah. Um. I. This is something that I don't know that a lot of people know, but I ship to France every single day. Um, I have a huge population of people who wear my stuff or who wear KFT in France. Um, Australia is huge. It's another 
country. I mean, they're, those are the two places where I send stuff every day when I'm shipping. So, so, so it's really cool. Um, I, I send more to France than I do to like Arizona. Yeah. I, I mean, it, it's pretty crazy. Yeah. Um, it's grown tremendously. I've been very fortunate to kind of connect with different people and to have people who like it and who I try to also stay personally connected as much as I can, which is, is exhaust. I mean, it is, that's a lot of work. Yeah. Um, to be personally involved with everything, but I do think that it's helped yeah. a lot. Like people, when they message, they're talking to me. Yeah, that's what I was just gonna say. I mean, do you? <laughs> I mean, it's uh, you know, do you? I think that like the I don't want to call it the rat race, but the grind of social media sometimes. I think um, especially with you being the one to answer DMs, do you feel like that is stressful to you? Like that kind of hangs over you. You feel the need to respond to clients and, and stuff like that um, quickly. Um, it, it does. I'm trying to get better about doing it at certain times. Um, it re- what really bothers me more is like when people are rude yeah. and they don't realize that they're not talking to a large company. Like, yep. yeah. Or, or, but what I've also started to realize is that I think people's experience with dealing with larger companies is sometimes cold so they have an expectation that when they have a complaint it's not going to be actually tried like when someone has an issue i bend over backwards to make them happy and then it's very often so sometimes i initially get stressed out by the like negative comments or like if someone has a problem or i've or i've messed up because i'm human um you know when they have like this not super kind message and then when i fix it it's very gratifying and nice when they say like, oh, I'm so sorry I was rude before or when I can flip it around. Like that's really good. Yeah. Um, I'm working on getting better at yeah. dealing with the like initial harshness. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I read a great book a long time ago. I, I've been into being an entrepreneur for like since I was like 16. And so mm-hmm. I've always loved it and I've always read books on it and stuff. And, um, you know, one of the books had a, had a quote that really stuck out to me and, and it was just basically talking about how the larger the corporations come, the harder it's ever going to be to be a small business and have customer service stuff where you actually treat that fairly and with a normal relationship yeah. because so many people are so used to like, it's, it's in a, so such an easier uh, place to take advantage of a small business, yeah. ask for discounts, get returns, ask for cash, whatever it's going to be. Oh, sure. And, and it's like, you would never ask that of a larger company when in reality, you know, that company might be worth, 40 billion dollars <laughs> and it's yeah. a, you know it's such a negligible difference and yeah. we're not and it is you know it's a it's a difference it's you know it's uh so much more more meaningful i think too but that's <clears throat> that's why the customer service has to be better right yeah. so oh for sure it's cool that you still do a lot of that stuff have you ever thought about um you know doing going like more like hiring an assistant or doing different things to answer that stuff and getting some of it off your plate and going more like big time um, full time yeah, I mean, I have, um, I've had different career opportunities and just kind of trying to figure out what I want to do and how I can manage it all. And, um, if I want to, um, for now I'm, I'm, I'm pretty happy with how I do it. Yeah. Like I've, I've worked on getting better at it. Um, and like sitting it in certain time blocks in yep. a day. Um, so I think that helps. Yep. Um, I mean, I'm probably eventually at some point I'm going to have to hire somebody. Yeah. Um, that's just it's growing a lot so I'll probably have to get somebody but for now I'm able to do it for the most part I have some answers that are copied and pasted yeah. like so I can like somebody has a return yeah it's just real fast to make a response that yep. way so that's cool do you use the uh, the uh, life hack on the iPhone to do the uh, the text shortener uh, no. All right, I'm going to show you how to do that afterwards. Okay. It's really right. cool. Yeah, it's, right. it'll be, it's totally life changing. I don't, I don't think I do. Um, yeah, it's, it's fantastic. It'll, it'll change your response time like crazy. It's like you literally can make it to where like anything like, so I, I do like one underscore one and then like, that'll be like something that I can text to somebody like it. Oh. So, so you can make it whatever you want. It's really cool. Oh my. Um, well, my life is changing here yeah, today. Yeah, this is exciting. Great. Um, and then, uh, oh man, I was going to say something else. <laughs> that I forgot. Um, uh, all right. I got to pause. Now. The hoodie that I'm wearing now, which oh, nice. your listeners cannot see, but it's amazing. It is. Everyone it very should get, comfortable. It's super comfy and it's like a, 
I love the like little mini uh, like front like the the extra fluff on like the hood. Yeah, the it surgical. has like a cowl neck a little bit. So it's sad that people can't see this, but yep. um, it makes it's you stay a little bit warmer, and it's also a really good running material if you're so inclined to participate in that horrible activity. Yeah, uh, we did that this morning in the poor morning <laughs> crew, guys. It was like 35, 40 this morning. It's going to be like 60 the rest of the day, but they would have needed it. Yeah, so it's not cotton, so it actually is really nice. It wicks sweat, and it's, I think, a great material. So nice. Yeah, yep. so I did that. Um, so I'm sort of branching a little bit into your athleisure wear, nice. I guess. I like it. Yeah. One of the things I've noticed about... Um, about your actual like physical piece of clothes you have a couple t-shirts that maybe wouldn't fit this bill but for the most part you're pretty small with like your logo like it's not like audacious (coughs) sorry audacious and like big and in your face or anything like that Mm -hmm. um so tell me a little bit about like you know how you put your logo on things and what your kind of philosophy is about uh so it's funny that you should notice that um because i think it was last year in November, maybe, a company reached out to me who does screen printing and design work, and they were trying to court me, basically, so I would start having, they could start making my stuff. And they were like, tell me about your company. And I, I told them how I didn't start with t-shirts, and I didn't start with, like, slapping my logo on everything. Yeah. And they thought that was really weird. Um <laughs> And they were like, you should really change that. You should make your logo bigger and you should have people have it everywhere. And I am really weird, maybe. And I don't like wearing big logos. Yeah. I, I don't. I want, and again, this goes back to um, asking the question. Asking the question of yeah. where did you get that? Yeah. And I want someone to look at what I, someone is wearing and think, I like the fit of that. I like the pattern of that and be drawn to that and not the brand. Yep. Um, I would never in my life purchase like a Nike shirt that had like a huge swoosh on it or whatever. I, I just find that to be foul. They're not paying me um, yeah. to advertise for them. Um, but that being said, I have found that I have started making like t-shirts with my logo on them that are very simple. And I like them and I've come around. Yeah. Well, a t-shirt for a, a t-shirt <laughs> without a large a logo is kind of nothing. Large, just nothing. <laughs> yeah. So I've come around, but that was never what I was interested in. So yeah. I try to keep it fairly small. Um, I might change that a little bit. Um, I have a couple pairs of women's shorts that have a bigger logo on them on the back. Um, but I try and just, again, like I want people to be drawn to the item and to something else about it and not just the company. Like, yeah. Maybe that's a weird thing to do. They seem to think that it was just bananas, but whatever. I think it's really cool. I like it. So, if you had one piece of advice, so let's say, let's say, um, you know, somebody's at home. Let's say they have a a five-year-old daughter, right? And they are, um, you know, they're a mom. They're working a job, and they maybe have some ideas, and they maybe want to start something. Maybe not clothes. Could be anything. But what would be one of your biggest piece of adv- pieces of advice to to them to, to kind of think about how could I maybe get started down this path? Um, ask questions. Um, it, it that's probably one of the. But, hmm, okay. Ask questions is important. Um, I think really understanding why you're interested in something is a good place. Having a good foundation and knowing like what you're interested in yeah. is, is probably a good piece of advice. It's hard to narrow it down to one, but I just think knowing why you're interested in something, like, you know, and understanding your what's driving it because if you're not truly passionate about something like this kind of sucks sometimes i mean really like if i'm being honest like it kind of sucks to some things like the daily grind like you asked about like sometimes i don't want to pack a hundred orders like sometimes i don't want to like but i think about like the people that i'm making happy and the things like and then then it's okay and then it's good but you know i think that the just really understanding what's driving you is probably a good place to start. Um, and then asking questions. I mean, everyone says, don't be afraid to fail. Um, so I, like, I feel like that goes without saying. But. Yeah, I think asking questions is great advice because it's free, right? You don't it's free. To, you don't have to take any commitments or it's anything free. until then. Um, but I also, um, you know, 
if if you ask questions, don't waste somebody's time. Yeah. Like be willing to do the work and to um, follow up. Yep. So yeah, and I, I mean I think you're spot on with with understanding kind of your passion for things because it is going to hit a point. No matter, I mean, the most successful company in the world, Ed. No matter how you look at it, at some point has gotten to a point where it's like this fucking sucks. Yeah, like this, sure. this, I, I, you know, I, I need a day off. I need a break. I wish somebody else could do this, blah, blah, blah. Right. Um, or, you know, even just little stuff, you see a dips in sales, you start to get worried. Like yeah. what's kind of, what's <laughs> happening? Like, what yeah. did I do? Where am I fucking up? Yeah. And all that stuff, it just, and it's constant and it's always there. And if you don't truly understand why you love it and what you're doing and, and who you're helping, what problem you're, you're fixing for people, um, yeah, I think you'll you'll start to lose sight of that a little bit and it, you won't be able to continue forward past those tough times. Right. Um, I mean, I think, but I, I also think that kind of applies to most things. Um, last, you know, I keep bringing it back to my daughter because she just drives a lot of things in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, but she runs cross country and she's in second grade and her school has this amazing program where to be on the team, you have to run a mile at lunch twice a week. There's no reminder. There is no, like, that's just, it is on them to do it. Um, And last year was her first year doing it. And she was very disappointed when she got to the end of the season and realized that there was, like, an award or, like, kids were recognized for getting 26 miles over the course of the cross-country season, like, doing it 26 times. And she didn't know that that was a thing, and she didn't get it. And she said, I want that next year. And so... This year, we just, she did it again, um, and there was a, the season had officially ended, but there was one more meet, um, and in order to do that, you had to run two miles at lunch for the whole week leading up to the last race, and she was like, I don't know if I want to do it, and I said, well, do you know that you have 26 miles, and she said, I think I'm close. And I said, well, remember when you said that was important to you? And she said, yeah. And I said, well, you, I'm not going to make you do it. I can't run with you at lunch. But if that's important to you, you need to make the choice. If you run these two miles every day this week, you will meet your goal. And that was the only conversation we had about it. Yeah. And then on that Monday, I said, did you run today? She's like, well, yeah. I wanted, I didn't want to, but I wanted to get my 26 miles. So, like... And she did it. She went past it. Actually, I actually think she might have already had the 26, but yeah. that's neither here nor there. Yeah, but exactly. I think what's I think that like just reminding with anything, whether you're a kid or whatever, I think that's important to just remember your why. Because some days you're not going to want to run at lunch. Yeah. No, I mean, I think I think you're spot on. Yeah, it's yeah, and that's it's it's a cool story. Um, and that's I mean, I, I think the. The thing sometimes and what you hear coming out of your mouth as like parents parent yeah. is like, make sure that you're hearing yeah. that, oh, you know, because yeah, it's sure. like, cause it's, it's such a good, uh, such a good learning lesson. You find oh, yourself sure. teaching points where like, it's like, you know, if I just put that into action a little bit more myself, then I would probably be more successful in X and Y and Z. For sure. Um, that's awesome. Do you, does she help you? Do you feel like she's going to be somebody who like, um, like she's involved with KFT now and she's going to have, this Oh yeah. Leg, like... If you ask her, it's all her. Yeah. Um, <laughs> she's really driving. Um, I had a, a, at the Arnold this year. Um, I don't know how it came up or what, it, what it was, but she was really into narwhals and she said, can we make narwhal? Can we make narwhal shorts? And I was like, sure. Um, so we made narwhal sh- shorts and they sold really well. Um, so everyone, yeah, they, she picked out the pattern. She decided, um, she gave them a name that was sort of absurd. And I told her that that was what they were named. That was not what they were named, but that doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, she likes to say that she's naming things and yeah. there have been a couple of things that she has named. There is a Sloan bra that is named after her. Um, uh, but yeah, she she does influence me, and I, like she's sort of she's like I said, she's really into snowboarding. She's kind of like a like, but she also has a girly side to her too. So I feel like I'm sort of inspired by some of the things that I see come into her world. Yeah, um, and I ask her if she likes things. So yeah, yeah. I think it's interesting. Um, I you know I'd be interested in your thoughts on so you do 
education by day, <laughs> entrepreneurship by night, yeah. the two are sort of conflicting just a little bit, you know, where it's like, so let's say your daughter was 17 years old mm-hmm. and she had an idea and she wanted to go out and start her own business and mm-hmm. in turn not go to college. How would you feel about that? Um, well, I would uh, hope that she has a good base of education and understanding and a plan. Um, I don't I don't think that they're conflicting necessarily. Um, what is important to me, what I have always in education been very focused on is early literacy and language development. That's yep. critical um, because uh, children being ready to go to school to learn is so, so important. Um, and I think that what people don't understand or maybe they just don't think about is that from birth to the third grade, you are learning to read. And then from the third grade on, your education is reading to learn. And I don't think that all education takes place in a classroom, but I think what's critical is that people and that children are strong readers and thinkers by the time they're in third grade because of the way that your brain develops. Um, so if that's what she wanted to do, that, that would be fine. Um, although she often talks about where she's going to go to college, so I would be surprised. But if that's what she wants to do, that's fine. Um, my husband didn't graduate from college and he's doing just fine. Um, so, I mean, if that's the road that she, uh, she says she wants to be a snowboard artist doctor. So, I mean, we'll see. I feel like she's going to have to go to college for at least she's one of those. creating markets. Yeah, she really it. is. Yeah. She's going to crush it. Yeah. yeah. The, um, the doctor uh, the doctor thing you might need some school on. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Um, the snowboard artist, though. She can start doing artist. that now. Yeah. So she wants to snowboard and be an artist on the side. So. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. When she's it. not doctoring, obviously. When, yeah. I mean, just free time. Doctors yeah. have a lot of that, I yeah. think. Yeah. So. Super, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, this will be fun for her to listen to in 10 years, though, right? <laughs> and be like, see where she's at with things. Yeah. So We'll see. Yeah. It's really cool. All right. Well, thank you, Allison. I appreciate you coming on. Um, you. Do you have anything, uh, any last minute stuff? How, how can we find you? How can we get in touch with you? Uh, what? Well, you can find our website, uh, kftbrands.com, or I'm on Instagram, kft underscore brands, um, Facebook too, um, but I'm more active on Instagram. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah, for sure. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate it. Appreciate you coming by.